We thank you that you have wrapped us up into your life. 主啊，我们感谢你，你因为你把我们的生命与你一同在一起。You died for us, and now you live for us. 你为我们死，你现在也为我们活。We thank you that we can gather, sensing your great love for us. 我们感谢你，我们可以聚集，我们一同来体验你的爱。We don't know why you ever took us to your bosom. 我们不知道为什么你把我们搂到你的怀中。Why you embraced us with heavenly love. 为什么你用那天上的爱来包容我们 ？But we are so thankful today. 哦，主，我们今天何等感谢你。We thank you for your living word. 我们这是为你自己活泼的话献上感谢。We pray that your spirit would breathe upon your word. 哦，愿意你的灵真是在这上面吹气。That it might help us to live in these days. 哦，叫我们在如今的日子里可以存活。We praise you and thank you. 我们感谢，我们赞美。And commit this time into your hands. 把这个时间交在你手中。In Jesus' precious name. 奉主耶稣基督宝贵的名。Amen. I'd like for us to read a passage beginning in Ephesians chapter one, verse fifteen. 我们从以弗所书的第一章第十五节来读。Please turn to it. There's,、uh, we're going to read through chapter two and verse seven. 我们一直要读到第二章第七节。Beginning Ephesians chapter one, verse fifteen. For this reason, I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus which exists among you, and your love for all the saints, do not cease giving thanks for you, while making mention of you in my prayers. 因此，我既听见你们信从主耶稣，亲爱众圣徒，就为你们不住的感谢神。That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him. 求我们主耶稣基督的神，荣耀的父，将那赐人智慧和启示的灵赏给你们，使你们真知道他。I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. So that you may know what is the hope of his calling, and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. 并且照明你们心中的眼睛，使你们知道他的恩召有何等指望，他在圣徒中得的基业有何等丰盛的荣耀。And what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe, in accordance with the working of the strength of his might? Which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. 并知道他向我们这信的人所显的能力是何等浩大，就是照他在基督身上所运行的大能大力，使他从死里复活，叫他在天上坐在自己的右边。Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this age, but also in the one to come. 远超过一切执政的、掌权的、有能的、主治的和一切有名的，不但是今世的，连来世的也都超过了。And he put all things in subjection under his feet, and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. 
，又将万有伏在他的脚下，使他为教会做万有之首。教会是他的身体，是那充满万有者所充满的。And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Of the spirit that now is working in the sons of disobedience. 你们死在过犯罪恶之中，他叫你们活过来。那时你们在其中行事为人，随从今世的风俗，顺服空中掌权者的首领，就是现今在悖逆之子心中运行的邪灵。Among them, we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh. Indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. We Even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. 然而，神既有丰富的怜悯，因他爱我们的大爱，当我们死在过犯中的时候，便叫我们与基督一同活过来。你们得救是本乎恩。And raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. 他又叫我们与基督耶稣一同复活，一同坐在天上。So that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. 要将他极丰富的恩典，就是他在基督耶稣里向我们所施的恩慈，显明给后来的世代看。Paul is a great teacher. He teaches from what has been revealed to him by Christ. Oh, he is from Jesus. He teaches. And he not only teaches based on revelation, but he teaches on that which has been real in his own experience of the Lord. Oh, he is not only from these teachings, but he teaches from Paul uses many methods to try to convey the truths he wants to present. Ah, Paul, he uses different methods to convey different truths. And one teaching method he often uses is the method of contrast. Oh, he uses one method to contrast. He contrasts things so that we may understand the blessings that we have by the grace of our Lord Jesus. Oh, he uses this contrast. 就是我们在主里头所领受的恩赐是何等大。Back several weeks ago, I began a first part of a message that I didn't complete. 啊，几个星期以前我开始了一个信息，可是我没有结束。And I want to continue on that message this morning. 我也盼望今天早上我们可以继续这个信息。If you remember the contrast, it is the contrast of life and death. 你如果记得这一个对比，就是那生命和死亡的对比。Last time we spoke from Romans chapter five and verse seventeen. 我们上一次有要读罗马书的第五章十七节。And there the contrast is very clearly drawn. 
Or if by the transgression of the one, that is Adam, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. 何况那些受洪恩又蒙所赐之意的,岂不更要因耶稣基督一人在生命中作王吗? There's represented to us two humanities. 所以在这里我们看到两种的人类。In Adam, in Christ. 一种是在亚当里,一种是在基督里。In Adam, death reigns. 在亚当里头,死亡是掌权的。In Christ. Life reigns. You see, Paul wants us to understand what does it mean to have Christ as our life. What does it mean to have abundant life? And so the method he's using to display this is by contrasting it with death. 所以他就用这个对比，啊，跟生命来跟死亡对比来带出来。Our brother Topher began this morning with a parable that contrasts life and death。我们的Topher弟兄，他今天早上开始就是用这个生命和死亡的对比。And we are in a season still where death is showing its teeth。啊，我们现在所活的年日。的确也是看见死亡,他好像在发表他的威力。I'm interested to know, and I ask the question, 我是在问这个问题。How many of you were living in this New York City area on 9-11 and 2001? 在2001年的时候,你们当中有多少人是住在纽约的这个地区? You see, I don't know, maybe half of you. 或许你们当中的一半人。on 9-11, that's today, and 2001, death bore its teeth here in New York City. The city was greatly shaken, because we don't like to think about death, but we faced death. And over the last few years, this pandemic once again has borne the teeth of death before us. No wonder Paul says, the last enemy of man is death. It's possible that our city is in the throes of death. Just as in the days of Noah, you know, we don't know that our civilization is coming to an end and then suddenly just happens. Our country is possibly at an inflection point where death of the of our country is before us. 啊，我们的整个国家甚至都已经是在一个转捩点
And even as we think of the passing of Queen Elizabeth, it may be the passing of a whole empire. Every day we fight death. Many come to the point where they have to fight death physically. I know our brother Jeffrey is here today and, and uh, unable to move very much. And all of us, one day, our bodies will give away. But until the day the Lord takes us, we should fight for life. Our spirit, soul, and body belongs to the Lord Jesus. And we can ask him to keep us in life until the moment he wants to take us to himself. And so we deal with death every day. And as it says in the Bible, we need to choose life. So Paul is trying to explain the difference of the life that we now have in Christ. It's a completely different life. Death reigned in Adam. Life reigns in Christ. Paul makes this contrast in many different ways. But because we live in the world, sometimes we don't appreciate the, the blessedness of the life that we have in Christ Jesus. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, you know, he says, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. New things have come. Now, why did he say that? Because the Corinthians were still living in the old things that are passing away. And so they were not laying hold of the life that was in Christ. Paul also says in Colossians chapter 1 verse 13, He rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of His beloved Son. There is the kingdom of darkness and there is the kingdom of his beloved son. So we need to live in this life we have. And of course, as we heard from our brother this morning, with this parable of the Lazarus and the rich man. We get used to living in the natural man. 
And we don't value the spiritual man. And so last time I spoke from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they're spiritually discerned. Adam is a natural man. He does what comes naturally. He lives out of his fallen nature. His spirit is dead to God. And so his soul and body lives by the strength of the natural man. Now we live in Christ. The Spirit of Christ Jesus has set us free from that bondage. But, but it's so easy to live, as the Corinthians did, as a natural man. It's possible for a Christian to not understand the great blessing of Christ, our life. And so Paul is trying to make this contrast. Now we got to the point of the beginning of Ephesians chapter 2 last time. And as you can see, of course, you can see in chapter 2, verse 1, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins. Now why does he say that? Because he's talking about spiritual death. Now were we alive? When you got saved, were you alive? Well, your physical body was alive, I hope. Your soul was alive. But you were dead in your trespasses and sins. Now, this is a great problem for us. Because Adam lived to be 930 years old. But he lived in the natural man after he fell. And all of our non-Christian friends and neighbors around us are living in the natural man. They don't know they're dead. If you said, do you know that you're dead? They'd say, you're crazy. Because you see, we were dead in our trespasses and sins, but we didn't realize it. Maybe when we hear the gospel, when we were lost, we became convicted of our sins. Maybe we realize because of our sins, one day we're going to die. Maybe we even felt the, the work of deadliness in us because of the wages of our sins. 
In Ephesians, Paul describes us as being without God and without hope. But we were so dead, we didn't know we were dead. And sometimes Christians don't realize whether they're walking in death or walking in life. So he continues on from Ephesians chapter 1, and in Ephesians chapter 2, he says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sin. Now sometimes we don't think much about sins. Uh, Do you ever hear somebody from Washington talking about sins? Or from City Hall talking about sins? Anybody take up the issue of sin when it comes to abortion, when it comes to people having babies without being married? Does sin ever come up? But sins, finally, are sins against God. We may sin against the person, against our spouse, against others. But you know, David had a sensitive spirit, and when he was caught in his sins of Bathsheba and Uriah, he said, Of thee only have I sinned against. And there's three words in the Old Testament regarding sin that we talked about last time. And these three words show us that our sins are committed by body, by soul, and by spirit. The first is that which we commit by the body. The Bible calls it our trespasses. The Hebrew word is pesha. And it means somebody has crossed over a boundary line. So we actually did something we weren't supposed to do. Maybe it was even an ignorance that it was wrong. But in Leviticus, there was a trespass offering to be forgiven for those times we crossed the line. Because our body has stepped into sin. But then there's the word sin itself. This is the soul. In Hebrew, the word is hata. Now, it speaks about more than just doing something wrong. It speaks about doing something against the Creator. Why does David say, 
before you only God have I sinned. This word sin means that God our Creator expects us to be what He created us to be. But when somebody forgets their Creator and they do whatever they want, their soul has sinned against God. If you remember in Isaiah, Isaiah prophesied. He says, even a cow knows who is feeding him his food. And even a donkey knows where his barn is. I think I may have gotten them backwards, but the ox and the the ox and the mule they know what they're doing. They know who their creator is. Who feeds them? Who keeps them? But my people no longer know that they're responsible to me. I created you. So we have that wonderful definition in Romans chapter 3 that we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You see, God has created you. He has a destiny for you. He wants you to be a certain way. But how far are we fallen? So short of our destiny. We're supposed to be those who rule and reign. But there's no glory in us. Only selfishness. And that sins against God. And as our Creator, He requires it of us. But there's a third sin that goes deeper. It's called iniquity. In the Hebrew, the word is awan. And iniquity talks about deception and inward twisting of things. Have you ever known somebody who can take any conversation and turn it around until it's about themselves? Have you ever heard any government official who won't admit it was their fault, but they turn it around on somebody else? Well, did you see the way Adam turned things around and blamed Eve? And Eve turned things around and blamed the, the serpent? This is iniquity. It's deep heart disease. And this is how we're dead. You were dead in your trespasses and sins and iniquity. But we didn't even realize we were dead. 
How come? Because it says, you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked. For me, it's hard to watch television in the evening unless a baseball game is on. Because half the shows are about zombies. Dead men walking. And that's what we were like sinners. We were walking zombies. We were dead. And we were the walking dead. You formally walked that way. Well, wait a minute. If you're dead, how can you walk? Ah, then he talks about the three powers that enable us to walk when we're dead. So in Ephesians 2.2, he says, In which you formerly walked according to the course of this world. We did walk a certain way. We took a certain course. We were energized by the world. We followed the ways of the world. We thought we were alive. But then it's deeper than that. Not only we influenced by Broadway, by Hollywood, by social media, by so many things. What's behind this course of the world? He goes on to say in verse 2, according to the prince of the power of the air. He's talking about Satan. How, who sets the course of this world? Satan. He has a way that looks like the way of life, but in the end, it leads to death. This is what Proverbs tells us. There's a way that seems right to man, but its way leads to death. Satan hides himself and doesn't let you know that it's him who is empowering us to head toward death. Everything Satan touches has death. He oppresses us with fear, with disease, with lies. Twenty-four-seven, Number one, I don't matter. Two, 
Nobody cares. I can't. Four. God won't. Five. It's too late. The devil has those kinds of lies all the time. Going along in our minds. If we follow the course of this world, Satan has us trapped going down this rut where everybody is heading down the way to death. He says, He is the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Oh, more and more we're seeing the sons of disobedience. Lawless people on our streets. Hitting people, robbing people. Sons of disobedience. Evil spirits seem to possess so many of these people. So we're walking according to the world. And when we were dead, we were walking according to the prince of this world. But then in verse 3, he says, And we're also walking according to the power of our own flesh. Notice what Paul says in verse 3. Among them, we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. Now, why is Paul telling the Ephesians this? Because he wants them to see that they are alive. No longer dead in their trespasses. So we come to that wonderful verse in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4. Now he has to finish his statement. He has to explain how the Lord brings us out of this death into this life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, in verse 4, he says, But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Many great preachers over the centuries preach on these two words in verse 4, but God. Aren't you glad those words are in the Bible? We deserve to die. But God. 
然而神, God refused to accept our sentence. Because of his great mercy and love. Even while we were dead in our trespasses. Made us alive together with Christ. Now Paul is now summing up an argument that he's been building for the two chapters. And we need to go back to chapter one that we've read earlier just to bring that into chapter two and understand its meaning. We remember that Paul was praying at the beginning of the passage. He was praying that the Christians might receive a revelation of three things. Actually, it was a revelation of one thing. A revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So he wants us to see Jesus Christ. But not the natural way, but by a revelation. Regarding three things. What is the hope of his call? You know, because of iniquity in our heart, some people even translate that. What is the hope of your call? Paul is saying, before you can know the hope of your calling, you need to see the hope of his calling. And then the second thing he's saying, I want you to see something with new eyes of the heart. What was that? I want you to see how rich Christ is. His inheritance. I want you to see his inheritance. The glory of the riches of his inheritance in the saints. But then there's a third thing he wants them to see. The exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. It's his great power that gave us life. What is this great power? Well, we need to see it by revelation. So Paul says, here is how great his power was. He goes on to say, that it is, it, this is back in Ephesians 1:19. What is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe in accordance with the working of the strength of God's might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places? Now, 
So what does Paul want us to see? 所以保罗要我们看到什么呢? The greatness of God's power that raised Christ from the dead. How great was that power? How many megawatts of electricity did it take to raise Jesus from the dead? Glad I live in New York today, because all my friends in California have no more power. They have solar energy, but there's no sun right now, it's just rain. What kind of power could raise Jesus from the dead? You know, Jesus was a man. And as in all men, death is the last enemy. So Jesus, the incarnate man and God, gave himself to die. Now, on the cross he died, and as man, this death is irreversible. He could not raise himself from the dead. Now, I know he says in John, I lay my life down, I take it back up. But as man, he died. Then who raised him? Do you know? It's very clear in the Bible. When Jesus died, he laid in the grave. And then the Holy Spirit resurrected him and gave him new life. What dependence upon the Father our Lord Jesus had when he laid down his life? In that wonderful declaration in Romans chapter 1 and verse 4, Paul talks of the gospel concerning his son, verses 3 and 4, who was born a descendant of David according to the flesh, who is declared son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead, through the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Holiness. So Jesus laid down his life. But on the third day, there is only one who can go and give the breath of life. Do you know what the holy is? In Hebrew, the word ruach means breath. It means spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives life. He is the life-giving part of God. And in the New Testament, pneuma is the word breath. So, so here we have this picture in Romans. Jesus laying in the grave. And then the Holy Spirit, the Creator Spirit, that brought all things into being, breathed in Jesus. 
and he was raised from the dead. So we can see when Jesus was in the tomb, the Spirit, which is the creator of the universe, brought Jesus from the dead. I mean, this is a miracle beyond our understanding. Oh, 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 this is a miracle beyond our How could the Holy Spirit reverse the death of our skin, bringing our skin back to life? Oh, 圣灵如何能够把我们的皮肤都能够修复啊，叫它回回有生命 ？This is a tremendous mystery. Oh, 这是一个极大的啊一个奥秘。But Jesus was raised from the dead. See, some people think Jesus was pretend dead. Oh, 有一些人以为耶稣是哦假装复活的。No, his body was dead. 哦，假装死亡，可是他的身体是真的死了。Never to rise again. 哦，永远不再起来。Except by the promise of God. 哦，除了神的应许之外。And he rose from the dead. 他从死里复活。Body, soul, and spirit. 哦，身体、魂和灵。With an indestructible life, it says in Hebrews. Oh, 在希伯来书里头是讲那不可啊毁灭的生命 Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is our blessed hope. Oh, 弟兄姐妹，这是我们的有福的盼望 One day we will be raised to this indissoluble life. Oh, 有一天我们也会啊复活啊进入这个不可损坏的毁坏的生命 We're not just going to be going around up in heaven like some kind of a ghost with just our spirit. But spirit, soul, and body. Ah, we are not like some some a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a He was declared son of God by the resurrection of the dead. Oh, he from the dead rose. He was declared son of God. And we see that not only was he raised again. Oh, he not only was he raised again. But he was further reigned in life. Oh, he was even reigned in life. In chapter one, verse twenty of Ephesians, and he raised him from the dead. 呃，第一，呃，以弗所书的第一章第二十节，他是从死里复活。And then he seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. 叫他在天上坐在自己的右边。This is the picture Paul wants the Christians to see of reigning in life. 哦，这就是保罗希望基督徒可以看到在生命当中掌权的图画。You know that the disciples will never forget the moment they saw Jesus actually ascend from the earth. 哦，你知道那些门徒们，他们永远不会忘记啊，主耶稣他升天的那个情景。Not only they saw him in his resurrection, but 他不单单，他们不单单看到他复活的身体。But suddenly Jesus defied gravity and started going up into the clouds. 可是忽然耶稣好像他违反了各样的定律，他就慢慢升天到云当中。This was part of the Lord's exaltation of Christ, raised him up. 哦，这就是哦，基督被高举，把他高举起来。
and then seated him at the right hand of God in the heavens. Now we know that that seated means he was enthroned on the throne. Now talk about reigning in life. Seating in the throne, exalted at the right hand of God. So when when John saw his revelation uh, of what heaven was like, he saw God enthroned like sapphire. And then out of that glorious sapphire came a lamb, Jesus enthroned. Right there. And then Paul goes on to explain in chapter 1, he not only sat down, but he began to reign as well. And the first thing he did was change the whole power structure of the heavenlies. Uh, so it says there in verse 21, He was seated in the heavenly faces far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. Oh, Satan and his angels in the heavenlies Cause the destruction of this earth and cause the fall of Satan. But now Jesus was given all authority over Satan, over fallen angels, over everything in the heavens. And they were set down, and Jesus was enthroned, and they. All were put, all these authorities and rules and powers and demands were put under his feet. The whole of the heavenlies was changed by the power of this resurrection. We know from Isaiah chapter 14 that Satan hoped to gain the right hand, the throne by the right hand of God. This hope was crushed when Jesus took that throne. And he says he was given a higher name than any other name. Who is Satan? Who is Caesar? Who is a queen? Who is a president? Jesus' name is above every name. And then he gave him power to reign. To reign in life over the church. So in verse 22, and it gave him his head over all things to the church. 所以他使他为教会做万有之手, 
which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And so Jesus, in his reign, not only set the heavenlies in order, but also set the church upon earth in order as head over the church. Now, why did Paul go through that whole explanation of Jesus' resurrection and ascension, exaltation, his reign, and his, his headship over the church? This is why he presented that. Because now he wants Christians to see that this power that Jesus has is exceedingly great toward us who believe. Do you see how Jesus now reigns in life? Uh, far above all, far above all. So we come back to Ephesians 2 now in verse 5. The first thing he says is, even when we were dead in our transgressions, he quickened us together with Christ. Now there's three verbs that Paul uses here to talk about our being raised up by resurrection life. And here they are. First he quickened us, then he raised us, and then he seated us. Now with these three verbs, it's important to know that there's this prefix on each of these three verbs, S-U-N, san, in Greek. And that san means together with. The, word, the Greek word san means together with. So you see, we were quickened, but not just quickened, quickened together with him. And then we were raised up, but no, no, not, not just raised up, raised up together with him. And then we were seated in the heavenlies, but no, no, no. Seated with him in the heavenly places. How wonderful is this resurrection life that has become ours. Now you understand the gospel. The world doesn't understand. When Jesus died, we died with him. When Jesus rose, we rose with him. When Jesus was exalted, we were seated with him. And now we're to rule and reign with Christ. Reigning in life through Jesus Christ. Oh, the devil had us in the grip of death. 啊, 这个死亡的一个诠释里, 
But then, we ask Jesus into our life, and suddenly we were saved. 可是当我们啊请耶稣进入我们的生命，我们就得救了。Our spirit came alive. 我们的灵就活过来。He made us alive together with Christ. 啊，他就叫我们与基督一同的活过来。And then he raised us up. 然后他把我们高升。Out of the grave. 啊，从坟墓里出来。And even ascended us. 啊，甚至叫我们高升。Raised us up. 我们一同啊，吸引 us together with him in the heavenly place。叫我们与他一同复活，一同坐在天上。This life on a higher plane。这是一个更高层面的一个生命。This being seated with Christ in the heavenly places is not just a special moment we have in our Christian life。哦，这个与基督一同坐在天上，不是只是好像我们做基督徒一些特别的一个情况。It's actually a wonderful, tremendous position in union with Christ。啊，这乃是我们啊美好的与基督能够一同联合啊的一个啊一个光景。And so by the supernatural raising us up of the Holy Spirit， 啊，所以一个呃超天然的啊超超乎天然的一种啊一同复活。Born of the Spirit， 乃是圣灵所生的。We have come into this life， 啊，我们就得以进入这个生命。And we have come into it to reign in this life。我们也可以在这生命当中做嘛。And then in verse seven, Ephesians two, verse seven, there's one final thing he says. 然后在以弗所书第二章第七节，他又再说。Not only do we now reign in life through Christ Jesus. 呃，我们不单单与呃基督一同复活。But we have a corporate testimony. 哦，我们一同在生命中做完，我们也有一个团体的。Verse seven it says, so that in the ages to come. He might show the surpassing riches of His grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. 要将他极丰富的恩典，就是他在基督耶稣里向我们所示的恩慈，显明给后来的世代看。For the ages to come. 啊，那些后来的世代。The age of the millennial kingdom. 啊，就是那千年国度。The eternal ages to come. 啊，就是那永远的国度。Whenever angels. 啊，有天使。Whenever creatures. Whenever they see the church, they say this is proof of God's love. They say this is proof of God's love. We're a trophy of grace and 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 love. His mercy has triumphed over judgment. 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 呃，你如果打那个小小孩子的棒球，他们每一个人都会给一个你参与的奖杯。Did any of you win a trophy? 有没有人赢过奖杯 ？You put it up in your living room, right there next to the television. 哎呀，你把它摆在那电视的旁边。Ah,、uh, one day I won the U.S. Open tennis championship. 啊、uh, ，有一天我赢了美国公开赛的那个网球。You know, we, it's a trophy, very important. 啊，这个奖奖杯非常重要。People see it, they say, "Oh." 哦，别人看见他们就哦。Every time 
the, the angels and the devil sees the church, he goes, wow, look what Jesus has done. So so we get to be a testimony of Jesus grace and salvation so the last thing I want to say is the only way to reign in life is to reign united with Christ it's our position in Christ that enables us to reign. This is a supernatural life. So have you enjoyed it today? Did you wake up this morning? Seated with Christ? Did you just say, Jesus, I love you this day, praise you, Lord, thank you, I can go and worship you at church? Such a privilege to live with Christ. So much more that the Lord wants to show us by revelation. But let's live in this victory. You've been raised up. Put off the old man. All the, the, the death clothes. Of the we live in Christ Jesus. This is the realm. And so that's why Paul says, You, uh, if you've been raised from the dead, keep seeking the things above. So Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Behold, I tell you a mystery. Everything that's happening on earth has a correspondence to something happening in heaven. All the things we're going through right now have a heavenly counterpart. The more we become alive to our union with Christ, uh, the more we begin to see as one example, uh, when, when we take the Lord's table, uh, it's directly connected to the tabernacle in heaven. Uh, Did you know that? The bread and the cup, our high priest stands in the heavenly tabernacle. In correspondence with that Lord's table. The Lord wants us to learn how to live for whatever days we have on this earth in spiritual victory. Not living in the death of the natural man. If we if death reigned in us through Adam, so much more does life reign in us through Christ Jesus. Well, I very poorly tried to contrast the difference between the death and the life we have in Christ. 
But may the Lord help us to truly see how vital this is in these last days to live in the spiritual power of the resurrection of Christ. Let's just have a few prayers to end our time.